with a cr Christmas service is following up behind the children. They do just great. But uh, I won't be long. As we touched on in class uh, Sunday school, we looked at some of Mary's attributes, one of five that I have pointed out. The first one was she acted on faith. She took God's word and acted upon it. It was quite a thing for her to accept uh, both the blessings and the, and the curse that she received, which was magnified to the first woman in Genesis, a blessing and a curse. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Luke again. And uh, if you're reading through the book of Luke, a chapter a day this time of year, it'll keep you focused on the real meaning of Christmas, and you'll be at Luke chapter 24. Luke, cha but we're uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter one yet because I can't get over a whole lot of places. I can't just read through something anymore. I have to park there a while, and I'm always amazed at how you look into God's word, and the more and more. You look into it, the more he reveals to you what it's about. First concept he wants to reveal to you is the joy of salvation. And we can see that related here in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. In these 10 verses, we see where Mary accepted what God was going to bestow upon her and with mixed blessings. And she, uh, she started with this uh, portion of Scripture. She it's often overlooked in the nativity. We go from this portion of scripture called the Magnificent over to uh, John the Baptist's birth, and then we come back to uh, the birth of Jesus. But uh, we're going to look at 46. Mary had just received uh, her visit with Elizabeth. We received confirmation of God's anointing upon her and Elizabeth, and they uh, shared in the blessings, and blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And that's verse 45, verse 46. Is And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, humbleness, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, the whole and holy is his name. Matthew one twenty one. I went back to in my notes. One twenty one says, and the people waited, waited for Zechariah. Marvel at me. Okay, we'll go. Off. Matthew one twenty one is how. We come to know Christ, and that's Matthew 121, 121, and that's a reflection of what she's referring to here. 121 says, And he she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, if somebody had to repent, we could find that there in verse 47. And uh, low estate, verse 48, we see salvation indicated, for he hath 
done a great thing. The holy is his name. By the name of Jesus, all shall be saved. Verse 50, and his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down. We move from past tense to future from 50 to 51. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. That's also redemption. Also shows uh, past tense too. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich he hath set, sent empty way. He hath hoped his servant, he has hopeth, uh, helpeth, and that's how we get the word helped, H-O-L-P-E-N, hopen, his servant Israel, in remembrance of his mercy. And we're praying for that even now, for Israel. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. And that's future. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And we know that man's name was John, John the Baptist. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Mary had went from where we looked at earlier in Scripture. She went, and in our study, we went from a perplexed little lady, uh, given both good news and seven to ten blessings, if you uh, want to, if you examine that portion of Scripture, just about 10, 15 verses back, uh, you'll see that she received a lot of promises, but she also received a lot of things to trouble her. Stepping forward in faith is not easy. And acting upon God's word is never promised to be easy. And Mary took a step forward according to God's word and acted on her faith and trusted in God's word to direct her. And I'm reminded of the verse Romans 10:17, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The most important thing I think you can do if you're in doubt, have any problems and you're done praying is turn to the word of God. Speak to God directly. If he doesn't speak back to you, he will in his scripture. The Lord the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, and he'll bless you. And we see Mary facing the confidence of a troubled world in a time where her son was going to be crucified and people were going to rejoice at his death. We're at that day and age again where most of the known world is not in favor of God's existence. They just took a survey here just this last week as they always do through the Christmas season and they said in our country the scales of negative outweigh the positive by quite a bit. That's regardless of where we're at as a people and I mean in regardless because I like to measure where we're at. Where I'm at as a person is, is in my obedience to God's word and that's specifically what each one of us should be not how we fit into society, not how we, how we uh, uh, gain recognition. We should look at ourselves and how we reflect God's word, how we act upon God's word, how we indulge in God's word, how we 
reciprocate what God's given to us in his word to others. The Lord is blessed, and he receives, uh, he reserves blessings for those that are obedient to him. In Sunday school class, we found out that Mary was vindicated in Scripture. By the end of Luke, you'll find out why she suffered and what it was for and who it was, who uh, she had to trust in. Just like each one of us, she trusted in her son's sacrificial service on the cross. He was glorified in John chapter 17. It talks about that he must be glorified, that the heavenly father would be glorified, that each one of us would be glorified. We can come to God now as kings and priests if we've accepted the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And if we come to terms with that much scripture, he'll show us even more as we submit ourselves to it. Mary had to take and suffer the consequences of having a troubled or questionable child with society, with the majority of society at that time, even the majority of the spiritual leaders at that time. But she knew she was in the right position with God. Each one of us faced circumstances, maybe not as traumatic, but maybe even more in your own individual lives. Talked about... uh, In Sunday school class, we talked about, you know, working on Sunday, going to church on Sunday, doing things that God demands from you to do or not to do. As you submit yourself to what God would like you to do in your life, as you submit yourself to his word, as Mary submitted herself to his word, and it wasn't delivered directly to her, she was, it was delivered by an angel, and her examination of scripture in the past that's why jesus was named jesus with a capital j capital e capital s and so forth she was she was familiar enough with scripture to know what his name would be once it was vindicated and and told to her by the angel each one of us have inside of us a, a void something that needs to be filled I've talked to people that have been highly successful. I've talked to people that weren't successful in God's eye and the world's eyes, but they were successful in God's eyes. They didn't have the same void as the rich man with his pleasures. If they were if the rich man wasn't in God's will. Each one of us have an emptiness and it's the shape of a cross. And it's what you try to plug in there that keeps you from serving God, that keeps you from a relationship with God, that keeps you in tune with God. You can plug work in there. You can plug drugs in there. You can plug any number of vices, both good or bad, and you can plug them in there. They won't fill that void inside of you unless you take and trust in God's word. He says, I have the cure. He came to seek and to save that which is lost. And each one of us have an opportunity to be reconciled with our maker as we accept him and take him at his word for what he came to this earth to accomplish. And after that, we can gauge our success and and our prosperity in direct relationship to his word. Each and every one of us 
have opportunities in our life to say yes to God and no to things that aren't of God every day. It isn't easy, but like Mary, she sat down, kept a house, married a man, did not know what the outcome would be, had his, bore his children, and then she was affirmed along the way. Talked about how she was washing her dishes one day and some knocked on the door and here was a camel caravan out there to validate her son's existence. Just as sure as one day there was a king that killed all the children under two years old to validate the consequences that come with obedience to God's word too. We live in a day and age that's a wonderful time. We can look at scripture, evaluate for what it's worth, and come to our own conclusions. We have it in our English language. It's been distributed through most of this world. We have an obligation as citizens and brothers and sisters in Christ to help in that, in, in that distribution, distributing of God's word. But at the same time, we have an obligation to apply it to our own lives and uh, make it work. So Mary struggled with some of the most personal things an individual could struggle with in regards to her relationship with God. You can hurt my hand. You can cut off my fingers, but don't touch my son. She had those things, but yet she watched him become obedient to the word and go to the cross for her sins as well as the sins of mankind. I don't want to be at the gates of heaven in answer to anything else but how I handled what God gave me to do. Each one of us have that same responsibility. I'm not going to rely on my wife's interpretation of God's word. I'm not going to rely on any one of yours interpretation or the Pope's interpretation or the Bishop's interpretation of God's word. I'm going to rely on my relationship with God in my evaluation and compliance towards in my interpretation of God's word. Each one of us have that same responsibility. Don't take my word for it. Look in God's word. Let it submit yourself to it. And as you submit yourself to it, he will bless you. As Mary was blessed, here it is, 2,000 years later, and we're talking about it. Her name's been inscribed in scripture. Some denominations even worship her. Now, God didn't want that. In fact, the last thing Mary said that we have recorded in Scripture about worship and obedience was when she, they were making wine at the marriage feast, and she said to the servants there at the marriage feast, whatever he says, do it. And that should be our attitude. Whatever God says, do it, as he reveals it to you. A famous Author, Mark Twain, I enjoy some of his humor. He believed in God, but I don't believe he did much more than that. But the devils believe and tremble. He said, it's not the things of Scripture that I don't understand that bother me. It's the things I do understand that bother me. 
course, it was in a cynical form, and it was meant to be a little bit funny, and it is. We strive and we strain at hairs, but yet the basics we overlook. Where are you at this Christmas season? Are you straining at hairs, or are you uh, looking at the basics? This is the time of year we celebrate Jesus Christ as our Savior. This is the time of year we recognize it generally. But where are you at in that relationship with him? Nice baby, cute kid. Are you leaving him in the manger? You know, he's going to come back. He's not going to be a baby. He's going to be a warrior. Out of his mouth will come a tongue of judgment. Uh, the tongue of judgment in Revelations, I believe it's about five or six, is simply his word. And how you let that control your life is either a blessing or a curse. So, let's all stand. I don't want to be too long. I don't want to be too harsh.